Generation waiting here, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Blind, Deaf and Dumb podcast. I am your humble host who loves toast, Cameron Gates, at Casa de Cam tonight. Uh, with my main man, Evan. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Your yeah, wolf man. man, Evan. I'm feeling a bit sore in the ankles. Producer extraordinaire. Oh, yeah, no feet, basically, <laughs> yes. is how you're rolling these days. Yes, I'm going to have to get a bit of it cut out, but, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you explain. You can, you can elaborate. I think I have cancer in my feet. I don't know. Well, well that's a bit extreme. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Well, I mean, that's what the doctor told me. I literally, not, not a fucking WebMD doctor, but a doctor a real in doctor. the flesh said it could be cancerous. Could so, be, but it also could not be. It, so you never know. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to hedge my bets. and uh, <laughs> You may want to trust. I'm just find a sympathy card at this point. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're gonna find out it's actually not cancerous and just fucking pretend that it is for the next three months. <laughs> uh, anyway, as per usual, these days, as sad as it is, we know we had Ben last episode in, so it's gonna be another four or five weeks without him. But it, it, this is the trend that we have to. It face. is a trend. It's about three and one. Calling the tampon. He's in one week and out for three. Ah, I got him. No, <laughs> no, he's right. But his, his presence is sorely missed. Oh. Um, doing this one on a Monday, a uh, bit of a different. Uh, gotta mix it up. Gotta mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so we've actually just fresh through watching a whole bunch of football. Yeah, the Monday night uh, slog. Yeah, the the the, the matchup of the week by far with Baltimore New England. But we're also going to talk a little. Let's just get straight into it. We're going to yeah. talk a little bit of UFC two four four because I know Evan, as he has many things, is some strong opinions on that one. What yeah, don't man. you have? bloody strong opinions on a uh, uh, couple things um, <laughs> Kevin Gaslam's uh, leaning on his manager that seems to be an issue with everyone I don't really give a fuck about that oh god so anyways let's let's we, let's get into look the right. I wouldn't say that's a big deal but then we're also going to talk week nine not get any game specifically just what grabbed, grabbed our attention also we'll get into the the, the magic eight ball and its picks mm. and where we stand because someone actually has gone through all the episodes and uh, taken a tally of all the picks not saying any names there, Cam, no no not saying anyone uh, d- devoted fans uh <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, and we're going to see where we stand against the Magic 8-Ball, something that is completely random and yes. 50-50, even though he's our magical friend, completely at random and see where we stack up against and him. And surprisingly, but it's uh, it's not going well for us. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, spoiler alert. But Evan, why don't you get stuck into it, man? You see, seeming as you're chomping at the bits I am. to talk a little bit of UFC 244. Get stuck into it. It was a great card. What uh, happened? What would you like? What were you feeling? Um, so, so biggest fucking upset. Kind of the, the card. Um, well, biggest outcry of the card, obviously, is the main event getting stopped for a cut. Now, look. Do you want to get? Do you want to get stuck in on that? So, like, so oh, fill I'll, us in I'll, on what happened. So, this is the main event between uh, Masvidal, George, uh, Jorge Masvidal, not George. Um, thanks, fucking Askren, um, <laughs> and Nate Diaz, obviously. Um, a lot of build up to this fight. The As Rock. Some bullshit. Yeah, but get stuck into that. So, what was the Rock doing? Was he just an honorary? So. Nate Diaz in a tweet said, this is the fight between the only two gangsters left in the sport. Um, you know, why, like, this is the side that the baddest motherfucker. And then off the dome, he's like, Dana White should make a belt, basically. You know, I'm just paraphrasing at this point. Yeah. And then Dana was like, fuck it, I will. And they then, and then literally the Rock was just like, and I'll fucking present it. <laughs> just oh, like, all right. So the fight was coming up to the, the fourth round, championship rounds. And then, yeah, the, Nate Diaz had a big gash over his eye, maybe about a two-inch cut. Like Now I've heard, and from lame, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a neutral observer. I heard Diaz was getting absolutely smacked from start to finish for the first three rounds anyway. Yeah, if someone had presented me that fight and just said that was like it was just a normal fight, which only goes to three rounds. Masvidal wins by a lot. Exactly, yes. If it goes to decision, Masvidal wins. But now, and he also so so now he cuts Diaz. He t- well, he, so Diaz has a lot of scar tissue built up over the years of fighting. Yes. So it's not hard to make Diaz bleed. 
Yeah, but no, it's it's very it's it's very easy. Like okay, yep. Anyways, so he has this big gash over his eye, and we all know that's just like Diaz gets started, get basically gets started in championship rounds, especially in main events. He's a very long. He's like a piece of iron. Do you remember that that uh, quote from the Rocky Four movies? You know, he's not a man; he's a piece of iron. No, I don't even remember. I have seen Rocky Four a bunch, oh, but okay. I'll take your word for it. Sounds good. Anyways, anyways, we were. I was going into the fourth round, going, okay, this is where Diaz is going to shine, and yeah, fight gets called off. Doctor comes in. Really? So you were conf- you had confidence that yeah. Diaz was going to come back and were you saying that? No, yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. I like if Masvidal couldn't knock him out in the first three rounds, but it, and I know you're big on this and you and you're very very big on the you got to finish the fight. You don't don't let him hang in don't, don't let him hang. Go but to the didn't judges. he do enough sufi- but it wasn't going to the judges it because was. he'd done enough sufficient damage. Yes. To It was a five round fight. Was the damage sustained by Diaz enough to warrant a stoppage in your opinion? Because that almost deems everything you're saying moot. Because no matter what you're saying about how tough DS is and this is what he does, he's the, he's the comeback king. He doesn't really get started till rounds four and five. Mm. You can't let someone... So as What was I telling you before? Sometimes fighters need to be so, told when to stop. Yeah. Saved from themselves, exactly right. Yeah. And if that damage sustained was at what a normal UFC level deemed... Stop worthy. I I've trust seen, their judgment. I've seen to worse stop cuts the, in the UFC. I have seen. Left I've, going. Yeah, I've seen worse. But then, cuts why in the would UFC. they stop the Diaz? Why would they stop this fight of all fights? I, I believe that the the fight got cold because it was in New York, and New York has always had a problem with MMA and whatnot. And this is conspiracy, Evan. As, as you oh, know, really, we're gonna get stuck in it. We need a we need a drop for conspiracy. I'll get the X Files fucking drop. Anyways, but um, the Evan Files. Yeah. But anyways, no. But like, if it was just I like, if this was in Vegas, I believe that the fight would have gone on. Really? Yeah. But what evidence do you have to base on this? When fucking Cerrone's eye closed in the Tony Ferguson fight. When it fucking welded shut. And the only reason that fight stopped was because when he blew out his nose, blood came out his eye. Like that was, that. that's what I mean. But we, oh, and not it's all a brutal sport. The, it's a brutal sport. And not only that, but the cut was not bleeding into Nick Diaz's eye. And that is the main reason why you stop a fight. If the cut is bleeding down into the actual eye and you can't see, then you can't fight. But the cut was not bleeding down down into the eye, so it was just a cut. Have you seen UFC fights stopped for less damage? Because I was going to say, if it's yes, sufficient it, yes damage, well, but sufficient like, damage is sufficient damage. Yeah, they were he, they thought he was at risk of doing permanent injury. I, yeah, I, okay, but like at the same point, the, the only reason they got to that cut in the first place was because Nate Diaz had a lot of scar tissue. So it's it's part also and part because of. Nate Diaz was getting smacked. All right. Anyways, was he or was he not getting no, found, no, profoundly no, beaten? No, he, like again, if it went to the judges' scorecards up to three rounds. Easy, Mastodon wins. But okay, I think you're just saying coming no. out from a. This is coming from the point of a disgruntled UFC fan. No, I'm not disgruntled by any. Who means. wanted to see the end of it? Like uh, we all did, but uh, look, and that's the other thing as well. I just like the cut was bleeding into the eye. Fair enough. But you're not a doctor, Evan. Yeah, and you? that's fine. And that's fine. I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm not Nate Diaz either. I'm not Jorge Masvidal. I'm not. I'm none of these people. We're not experts by any means. But anyways, so well, moving. His, his cut looks pretty bad. I'm looking at photos of it now. His but cut look looks at, pretty look bad. At, there was a Tyson Fury fight also in New York, right? Right? Look at that. Look at his cut from that and tell me that's not the same thing. But they let that fight go on. But you just said it was be, it was in New York is the reason why it was stopped. Yeah, because they don't like M&A. Ty, Tyson Fury oh, is in boxing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 so look, and, and that's that's just how it is right now. So anyways, they'll probably run this back. Um, shockingly, for some reason, Dana White came out and said, not really interested in running the fight back. Yeah, what was that about? Why, Which, because weren't you telling me, can, now, can you give me the numbers? But like, was it the highest grossing? So I can't give you the exact pay-per-view numbers. No, but what? Because so, you said it was like the most money they'd made in like allegedly, long. like people are people are speculating, but I know I can tell you that the gate the gate was six million in MSG, which is redonk. 
considering that I and I uh, and I know that MSG and T-Mobile are two different. Anyways, this is getting off point. Six million. That doesn't seem. That's not very that's much. Just, that's just the gate. That's just for for people who oh, attended. Oh, walking in the door at Madison Square yeah, Garden. Okay. That's it. And Madison Square Garden is like it's a. You know, it's a great arena, but it's not a big arena. Legendary arena, apparently. But, but yeah. yeah, it's not a huge... It's 18,000, same as T-Mobile. So within that, it's, they charged a lot of money and it sold out. You know, they sold out the biggest arena in the world. And with a fight that obviously had an, a dissatisfying ending, you'd think there's a reason for t- to, to go around again. Massive reason. If they were thinking of ever about doing Connor versus Khabib 2, which was another one of that, you know, thinking about running that back for some reason, they have to run this back. That would have made more money than any fight they could come up with now, though. 100%. And I know you don't like the, the fact of that yeah. the answer to 80% of your questions it's ever money. is money. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's re- fair. Then that would be your money fight, whether it would be a better fight from it. But as a neutral UFC observer, that would get me to pay for a pay-per-view. I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that Khabib's not in, in it for the money. Anyways, we're getting off point. So let's get back on to, to 244. Yeah, what else from 244? Caught you so um, big first upset would be uh, Grover Gillespie versus Kevin Lee, where yeah. uh, Gillespie, Gillespie was coming in undefeated. And, and Gillespie I showed got you this, this video. Yeah. the fuck fuck into next Tuesday, son. You got a bird. His name's Ronnie. What's up, Ronnie? Yeah, you got knocked the fuck, fuck out. out. Oh, yeah, no. Nah, um, yeah, it was like that. I was perfect jab and then high kick, left high, left leg high kick, bang yeah, to the chin. He was gone straight. When and, he fell and, back into the cage, he was then, gone for Like it, one yeah. hammer fist, but like obviously, you know, like you just got to finish that fight at that point. And referee running off. But yeah, amazing fucking like amazing. I didn't expect that. I think that was in the very first round as well. The other the other massive upset um, that was on the card was um, Johnny Walker uh, uh, losing to Corey Anderson. But that wasn't really a massive upset. I, I like I think that there was a lot of hype behind Johnny Walker. Johnny yep. Walker was someone uh, for the neutral uh, UFC observers. Yeah, yes. the, the other um, big big fight that everyone was expecting um, to go one way was Johnny Walker over uh, Corey Anderson, which didn't happen. Uh, Corey Anderson came out and uh, uh, basically got a TKO or a ref stoppage. Um, yeah. Where was this? Was this on the main card? No, so this was just before the... Um, main card kicked into gear. So this is the main event of the prelims. Yeah, the preliminary. And uh, yeah, so and that, that was the thing. Uh, Johnny Walker was ranked 11th. Uh, Corey Anderson was ranked 6th. And this was kind of like, let's see if Johnny Walker can hang with the big boys. And yeah, couldn't get it done. I mean, but that was the thing. Johnny, Johnny Walker had a couple first round knockouts coming into it. So yeah, it was kind of, I think that Corey Anderson should fight Dominic Reyes, um, who just won... Um, a basically not a number one contenders kind of match, but he he's mm. been shown as the number one contender or the new one. Is he ranked number one? No, he ranked number fourth or third because Daniel Cormier is still in there and uh, Thiago uh, Santos in there, and they've still got Anthony Smith up there. So I think that the rankings have to be changed. But I think that the next big fight would be between Corey Anderson and Dominic Reyes for the for the number one contender for light heavyweight and winner fights, yeah. depending on what Jones does. Um, and the last fight I'll talk about is uh, Darren Till with Ke- with Kevin Gaslam. We, we we touched on this Kevin Gaslam and this controversy surrounding that. There's also controversy with Darren Till moving from welterweight up into middleweight. He actually came out before the fight and said that he was thinking about faking an injury. Apparently, he was he was a bit scared. Um, coming but what into going this, up a weight class? Said it. He actually admitted to uh, thinking he was going to fake an injury to pull out of this fight. But why is this? Because uh, so in his last two fights, uh, he he versed, he versed Woodley and then he versed Masvidal, and both got knocked out in those fights. And I think he, he, before, when he went into the Woodley fight, he was, before it, he was unbeatable in his head. Next champion for England. And he, he was unstoppable in his head. And they were booking him for uh, main events in England, having the whole crowd sing Sweet Caroline. Really, really big. And really hyped behind him. Within that, though, so he lost those two fights in yeah, brutal, got, yeah, brutal fashion. And then 
moving up a weight class, he was apparently he was saying that he was battling a lot of inner demons coming into this fight to the point where he actually thought of coming out of faking to, to not go in. He was so wow, terrified. That's crazy. And he so, comes out and wins. He comes out and wins. Um, in, a, in an interesting fight. It wasn't, decision, wasn't it? Decision wasn't really an interesting fight. I think a lot of uh, both men... <laughs> interesting fight wasn't really an interesting fight. <laughs> no, I, I think it, it was interesting in the way that like it was interesting to see that both men who are known to be very gung-ho and known to throw um, in Kevin Gaslam against Israel Asanya and obviously Darren Till in his previous opponents, um, both respected each other's striking so much that they kind of felt each other out for three rounds. Mm. And that's just the kind of the way it went. And, you know, Darren Till... But you know, surely that goes against everything you you stand for is just feeling each other out for three rounds. I mean, I mean look, if it's I, yes and no because I, I I get that like one shot from either man is you know could potentially knock you out. So, uh, but uh, for Darren Till's side, I can understand it because again, coming back into it doesn't want to get realistically knocked out as soon as he gets back into the cage, which would basically if, sum sum up the end of his career. Yeah, but if you're going into the if you're going into the octagon scared that you're going to get knocked out, you shouldn't be going into the octagon. Yeah, exactly. In the first place. That's kind of that lose yeah, mentality. Yeah, 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 so yeah. you think you're going to lose, you're probably going to lose. It's not necessarily a weakness, but it's just that's just can't that's not a mentality you you have to go into the cage uh, to the octagon with. Yeah. So that's so that's. Basically, 240, 244, um, wrapped up in a nutshell. Um, 244. And now, because, look, you are well known for claiming even the most mediocre of cards a great card. <laughs> Where do you stand on this one? Uh, I'll give it the same the same ranking as uh, as Dana White. And I know you don't like Dana White. Uh, yeah, no, not a big fan of Dana White. So I'll give it a B minus. Okay, fair enough. I mean, no, nothing you're going to put up on the fridge, but nothing you're going to, you're not going to get detention for it either. No, I mean, I mean, you might get a, pack on, a pat on the back, but you won't get a fucking butterscotch <laughs> candy. <so. Yeah. laughs> butterscotch candies. Well, you will be fan of those hard fucking crusted butterscotches. <laughs> no, 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 It's just old parenting. Anyways, yeah, no, so man. yeah, moving on. Well, look, guys. Yeah, well, look, interesting, interesting car. When's the next one coming up? So next one is uh, December 14th, and it's another big one. Three championship fights. Oh, another big one. That makes it 245 <laughs> cards in a row, apparently. <laughs> from your from my Yeah, from your yeah. perspective, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, but, but big, big, big card. Uh, another, like, one of the only uh, three championship fights. Uh, which you'll be attending, I hope. Oh, bloody oath. I'll put I'll you on there. the spot. Yeah, no, of course, 100%, mate. I'll be there. As I told you, if, if there's ever a chance I can be there, I will be there. Yeah, fair. Anyways, let's uh, let's get into it, Cam, and let's uh, let's talk our favourite topic of all time. Oh, man. Football! We, one more time. Football! One more time. Football! No, well, you put it well, actually, Evan. The last couple of weeks, if you look at the slate of games, just um, – I see you waiting to do the other football. <laughs> right. Just get it out of the way. Football! There you go. There you go. <laughs> I know that. Uh, yeah, uh, the the last couple, the last two weeks slate of games actually haven't been the greatest, you know, games in the world. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a sleeper, but you get like that when you start getting to the midway point of the year and and you start getting a lot of teams on by and just sort of mismatches and then you're starting to get the dregs of the league, you know, battling each other. Yeah, that's true. That's you true. You do usually get some pearlers though, and this week this week's top end slate of games was good. Yeah, uh, we'll get stuck into it. it. Was personally pretty good for all our personal teams, even Ben. Ben not being here. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders, the Seahawks, the Eagles. All got wins. We did. Uh, we'll touch on that, Woo-hoo. but we should first touch on Sunday night football. Football. Sunday night football. MT Bank Stadium. We had the Baltimore Ravens taking on the New. once undefeated New England Patriots, but giving Woo! the, the <laughs> 
giving the evil empire and their dark sorcerer the first loss of the season. 37. Finally. 37. Finally. It wasn't a Brady injury, but it was a loss to the Patriots nonetheless. 37 oh. 20, the final. Um, I was I was happy sitting, sipping that, gator, that haterade. That haterade, geez, oh. you have it in every single flavor. You know, was, you know how people get personalized Coke bottles? You get personalized haterade. Yes, I do. Haterade bottles. We hate the Patriots. We all know it. No, yeah, you hate the Patriots. Uh, but, but look, thoughts, takeaways on the game. Um, yeah, I thought Lamar Jackson was a fucking beast. He's just one of the most exciting players to watch in the league. Maybe the, I, th- I think we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. I would put him as the most exciting player in the league right now. Um, I thought it was uh, evident. The closest thing to Michael Vick we've ever seen. And, and I honestly didn't think we'd actually get someone like Michael Vick because he was so he was so unique. But, oh, man, no one has been running like this uh, with this much success uh, on, on the Patriots. In fact, they've actually never given up uh, a 100-yard game to a rushing quarterback ever. Wow. Lamar Jackson was on pace for something like that uh, earlier in the game. He's, he only ended up with 61 yards, but still two touchdowns. They're trusting him to run in the goal line too and run in power packages. And, and even though he's slider frame, he, 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 he doesn't really get hurt. He doesn't really, you know, he doesn't really get slammed that much. Um, he's just incredibly elusive. Uh, 17 of 23 throwing for a 60, 163 in a touch as well. So incredibly effective. But we, we, we were both speaking about it earlier. The, the big thing that really makes this Ravens offense go is Mark Ingram. Yes, and Mark Ingram is a fucking beast. Um, 15 for 115, no touches, but a 7.7 yard uh, average uh, rush average today against that crazy New England defense, which you were quick to point out, as everyone was quick to point out. I was I was the first one to give them a little bit more slack, but they hadn't played anyone. And this was the, the first time that they were going up against a, a decent team, a proven team. Besides the Bills. In the home stadium, yeah, but they're not a proven offensive team. And this is the first time they were going up against a legitimate attack. And, and look, I, uh, I we'll get it to it in our pick segment, but I honestly thought the Ravens were going to win, were going to win this game. Yeah. But when every single cat and their dog and every single analyst and every single expert tells you one thing, chances are something else is going to happen. Yeah. So I just thought, again, I overthink it. I overthought it. I was like, don't be silly. You give Bill Belichick a week. He, he, he craves these situations. These, oh my God, no one can stop this. You know, what is Lamar Jackson? This unique, this, this awesome fucking playing creature at the moment. And he can you know, figure out the formula to beat him. But that actually wasn't the case today. And the Baltimore Ravens just kept on keeping on. But as we were saying, Mark Ingram has plenty to do with that. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like Mark Ingram shot Even out, had like, another sh- touchdown called back on a holding penalty, actually, that um, that then was picked up by Gus Edwards on that on that big run. Yeah, yeah. He shot out like a cannon he at did, times. He did, he did, he did. They made the Patriots defense look look just just average. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what wasn't amazing in this game. Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, <laughs> and I wanted just to sift on this haterade to the very end. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't terrible. He threw up a pretty. What do you mean he wasn't terrible? He was thirty for. He was thirty of forty six for two eighty five and a touch. Now he had a bad pick. He had one bad pick where he just chucked it up. Most of his balls were tipped. Every time he get, anyone got a meter near him, he he's, he's been doing that. He, yes, he has more intentional grounding than anyone. Yes, but that's what. Okay, he knows he's forty two. Humor me here for a second. Sure. He knows he's forty two, and yes, it, it is comical how much Brady it, he is taught that with the, the the skill of the defense that they have right now. All they need is the offense to be. Passable. They don't even need to be good. They need to be better come playoff time, 100%. But all they need to do is be passable. So with the skill of the defense and the short fields that they're getting and, and how much they've been dominating, Brady has run. They, they need a strong running game. Michelle was non-existent tonight. James White was pretty good in the passing game, but he's not the runner that that, that needs that can be a lead back. And Brady has one read, snaps the ball, and in two seconds, if the pass isn't there, he deads it. Because he's a 42-year-old quarterback that needs – you know, what's he going to stand in for and take hits for? He's not Lamar Jack. He's not going to be running around. 
Lamar Jackson's 22, Tom Brady is 42. There was a 20-year age gap. And that's fair, dog. And I... And I while, all, while he's been doing game, this all year. No, while in the game, I said, that's a good pass. He's made the element of times. So he's throwing some nice passes. He made Sanu still. look great. Sanu had a really good game. Hang on, let me get the numbers up. I don't have him in front of me. But Sanu was really good. A 10 for 81 and a touch. He was all over the field. I uh, Look, I think that... I think... Look, look honestly... Um, Edelman had 10 catches as well. Look, man, I... I look, I look at... Brady, if there was a problem within that game, I think it was Brady himself. Wow, uh, really? You don't think it was the defense allowing 37 points? Well, uh, well, Julian Edelman fumbling on the offense? it. Julian Edelman fumbling it in like on the goal line. Actually, no, no, no I'll, I'll take I'll take it back. The problem was they didn't they didn't besides getting James White, they didn't actually get Sony Michelle in the game. They didn't really have a a great. They didn't game. run the ball at all. They they only ran the ball. Um, 17 times. Wow. Actually, that really surprised 17 me. 17 times to 46 times passing. Maybe that's what... But that, do you really question uh, Josh McDaniels and Belichick's ways? That's what they thought they were going to be able to do against this against this Ravens defense. You've got to remember, Ravens came out the gate like a rocket. They were up 14 mm. nothing or 17 nothing early. Yeah, that's fair. And, um, and and Brady had some bad picks in this game as well. He so. had one bad pick where he chucked it up and but he, he thought... Sorry, Sanu, near, again, near picks. Nah. I just think you're drinking that haterade. Look, Brady right. wasn't the problem today, but he wasn't by any means the match winner. But again, when Jack James White is your leading rusher with 38 yards. I don't think you're setting yourself up well, period. Yeah, that's fair. As a 42-year-old Brady. And look, and look, this team is built on short passes and, 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 and running and the dunks. ball. They've been doing that yeah, for years. Running yeah, the ball down your throat and wearing out your defense. And that just didn't happen tonight. So, I mean, the keys to victory over any any Patriots team is to, is to get pressure on Brady, which we know, but also to shut down the running game and leave him with necessarily next to nothing. That's and, and that's the Baltimore Ravens approach. And I thought that, like, it was a great game. And, and look, and I'm glad that, yeah, the Patriots, reign of terror, undefeated streak, not going to perfection. No, I see. But did you genuinely think that they were going to go 16-0? I didn't think for a second they were ever going to go 16-0. Their offense isn't good enough. Look, if anyone is destined to do it, it's always the Patriots at this point. So uh, Yeah, you're not wrong. But I honestly didn't see this as a 16-0 Patriots team. I see this as more of like a closer God's honest truth to a 12-4. I'd really? say 12 and 4. Yeah, honest to God, they're not that good. They're not world beaters. We also just saw a team that beat them and made them look silly that everyone kind of predicted, that, which is the same team that a mere few weeks ago got humiliated by the once promising Cleveland Browns. And um, that's kind of where I want to go because uh, we'll leave the Ravens Patriots game. Yeah. Unless you've got any last thoughts. No, no, no. Let's, let's get on some more football. And this will kind of leak into we can kind of just sprinkle, sprinkle our predictions and sort of season bets in here. We can kind of just talk one big, like, one big football pie that we can all take pieces from because my, the next one I want to go to is, and it may not be on the top of everyone's slate. As I said, look, the Eagles won. Great. We could talk about that for a second. But what's really caught my attention is Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns, man. I, <laughs> I'm not a betting man. I, I, you know, I just don't, I don't really see the point. I know all my other mates are, a lot of people are. But, you know, I was just having a fiddle around on sports bet today. And, no, sorry, yesterday, over the weekend, I should say. And I was just like, oh, you know, let me chuck 10 bucks on a multi. And, and you know, I, you know, I always second guess myself. You know the favorite thing I say yep. is the only thing I know is that I know nothing. But yes. if I was ever That's lock, the whole tagline of this podcast. Exactly. If I was ever <laughs> lock... Just sure, 100% positive, bet my house on a result this week. It was going to be the Browns beating the Brandon Allen-led Denver Broncos, who's, who's making his first start, when they just absolutely had to have it. And, man, it's a Denver 24-19 come out on top in mile high, granted. But um, two touchdowns and Wait, no... Wait, sorry, who came up on top? Denver. Oh! Oh, shit. Just because, and Cam's just sitting there saying to the Browns, Because um, you're all scum. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 look, 
Oh, man. Uh, what do you think? You're the one who had them in the Super Bowl this year. And though that wasn't hyperbole, you were genuinely yeah. drinking the Kool-Aid. You were making the same reach that the Rams did I was on the, the hype year train. before, yeah, I was which on came, which which prevailed because they ended up making a Super Bowl yeah, after and, all. And, and kind of did the same things in the offseason, you know, traded for some big players. That's what I'm, that was what I was saying. They yeah. kind of drank the, the Rams Kool-Aid but and tried I'll, to do what they I'm did. I'm going to give you your credit when you – in one of our earlier episodes came out and said, when I said about the the Browns and whatnot, and you were like, who have an unproven head coach going into it, like he's never been tested before. We don't know what to expect or what to do. While we're going off the, that he was a coordinator. And, you know, obviously it's come out that he, that, uh, like he didn't really call most of the players. It was uh, Todd Munkin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I've got to give you your your props, Cam. Like, I just wanted to, to hold the to, – to slow the roll on the whole Browns train. I, I just wasn't – I couldn't believe that a team that had gone 1-31 in the years gone – in the two years previous. Was going to somehow just make this miraculous comeback? Yeah, and, and again, I trust organizations and head coaches like the Rams with, with um, Les Snead and, and Sean McVay at the helm to make those sort of trades, those Jalen Ramsey-type trades, mm. those, um, you know, acquiring Tlaib and Peters and, and Fowler at the deadline and those sort of deals. But, like, the OBJ sort of the Cleveland thing, I mean, it was great on paper, but, I mean, OBJ didn't want to go there. I don't like, Cle- He did want to go there. He, he had Jarvis Landry and everything. What are you talking does about? He, does he, he doesn't want to go there. Deep down, he doesn't want to be in Cleveland. You're telling me Odell Beckham Jr. right now with Cleveland struggling wants to be in Cleveland? Uh, right now. I mean, I thought you meant at the start of the season. No, yeah, he likes Jarvis Landry, but do you, okay. I'm saying the star of Odell Beckham, do you really think he wanted to go from New York to Cleveland? Um, okay. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Look, yeah. I may have misspoken, but uh, yes, in the sense that Jarvis Landry was there, it sounded like a good match. But I mean, but, but the way that the, the, the Giants were going at that point and the way that the Browns were looking. But he was in New York. He was in New York. He's one of the biggest stars of the NFL in the in the New York's, in, in, uh, uh, in, in America's major city. I mean, look. I, now he's back to obscurity in Cleveland. When was the last time anyone's the, ever okay. talked to anyone if, about Odell Beckham? When was if, the last time we talked about Odell Beckham? If the Rams are terrible, traded for Jalen Ramsey, just because he's going to LA, would you think he's going to be better and happier in LA if the fucking Jags were a Super Bowl contender? Yes, because he wanted out of Jacksonville. That's apples and oranges we're talking about. All right, fine, man. I just, I, I'm just and saying. He went from a shitty situation to LA, so he's happy. I, look, I, look, if Odell was going into the 1 and 31 team, look, I could understand your but point. But he's pretty close, too. I mean, look at the Cleveland. They're 2 and what, 6 now. 2 and 6, yeah. I mean, look, I, look, we still got a, what, another, what, seven, seven, eight games. Yeah, left but I mean, can we, surely this, this, this locks them in for missing the playoffs. 2 and 6. They in just that, lost to a, to a game against the the Denver Broncos. Well, in that division, starting Brandon Allen, yeah, well, late round draft pick for the first time. In that in that division, yes, against the against the, against the Ravens, who just came out and beat the undefeated Patriots. Sure, no, yeah. I'm saying, but again, you got to kind of got to remember about the wild cards. Okay, right? Yeah, I know, but then yeah, look, and that's the other thing as well. The, the AFC, Steelers, yeah. the Steelers in that division who have played a third-string quarterback as well that no one is talking about are four and four. Okay. See, but I'm just trying to put this yeah. into perspective no, right no, now. No, 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 of no, no. How You gave me some new perspective. Cleveland that's, that's is. Fair. That is a... That, I'm just fuck. saying, and it's it's pretty much... We, we skipped the pointers, and we were so, we were both big on him, but I, I wasn't... He, he, over Number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield, and the, the regression he's made. I remember coming when he came into that game against the Jets last year, week three. Or was it week four? No, week three. Because you won the bet. So week, it was three, week three, week three. Week three. And um, he led a... a two, they were two touchdowns down against the Jets on a Thursday night. You'll be at Thursday night, but still primetime game. And just the bullets he was throwing and he came back and led them to the victory. And it was, you know, it was an amazing... The the hype train then and there, everyone was boarding in and it left and it was out of control. And then there's the solid, the finish to the season. The aura around this team was absolutely palpable. It was ridiculous. But a first-time head coach... Mm. 
literally six months previous had never even been interviewed for a coordinator position. Yes. The highest ranking he ever had on an NFL team was a running backs coach. Mm. And then then he's thrown into the the play calling mode because he has a good relationship with Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield hits like a comment. He should now cop the brunt of the blame for Baker's regression and, and where the team is at now. Well, you were even saying coming into going into the game as we're watching the game that this class hasn't been... Now, it might be a bit stiff to put it all on Freddie Kitchens, but Baker Mayfield has been poor. Yes. And I, and I want to know where that came but where you that were, comes but from. But you were also saying that like just even even in retrospect, looking on this class, Lamar Jackson's really realistically the only bright star out of this class. Retrospectively, yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah, Jackson is... is it seems to be right now, and I know it's early early stages, and, and we've seen some good and some bad from all of these young quarterbacks, but the regression that Baker Mayfield has made, he has looked awful he's looked really 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 bad mm. and shouldn't you be better with the weapons that, it, that he has around him granted his offensive line has struggled yes, sir. they compromised their um, offensive line by in order to go get Odell Beckham by sending him Zeitler a really good guard but s- something's got to give I mean we're not even talking about a four and four or a, you know a three and seven. we're talking about a two, two and, and six, team. Yeah. Yeah, well. a two and six team again, that again. just lost to Brandon Allen Again. And the Denver Broncos. You've, you've shed some new light on, in my eyes about the, the Pittsburgh they, To Steelers. me, they are, one of the, they are probably the biggest disappointment in the league. Yeah, and, I, I'm, I'm, and that's coming from a, I didn't even have them as high as everyone else. Agreed, agreed. Right, well, actually, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll Any just, last touches? Just circling back to your biggest disappointment in the league. Yeah. I would also say they're a contention for that with the Bears. Ooh, all right. Well, can I just? I'll, well, let's just quickly get stuck into it. I mean, you, you just I brought mean, it up, so you're gonna let me go. It's your Eagles game, so go for a camp. Look, you're gonna let me go. First game I got, oh, I, I had the joy of watching when I got home today. Eagles, more more closely than firstly anticipated at home. Uh, we'll, we'll just be brief. They beat the Chicago Bears, who are now three and five. Uh, the Eagles are now five and four, twenty-two fourteen, at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, out the gate, I can I can already tell you that the difference between the Philadelphia Eagles defense at home and between home and road splits is is immense. It's immense. It's night and day different. They came out wearing the all black jerseys. They looked slick. They looked hungry. The crowd was rocking. And out the gate, they just destroyed the Bears' offensive line. They were murking them really. Trubisky had absolutely nothing. Um, he was poor again. He has been terrible. He has been poor. Um, the offense just matriculated the ball down the field. Had to finish. Had to settle for three field goal drives early, or I think it was two field goal drives early actually, mm. before actually breaking one into the end zone. Um, but nah, man, it, it was a really, it was a really good game. A uh, really good team effort. Finally, Zach Ertz. Uh, sprung to life yeah nine for 103 and a touch for Ertz oh, wow. uh, yeah he finally finally had that big blow up game which he's always been he's always has been a, a, a better performer as the year goes on he doesn't start crash hot but Trubisky 10 for 21 for 125 no touches no picks <laughs> they even tried to run the ball they they had um 16 running attempts to only 21 but that's only 37 plays ran mm. that's how dominant the Philadelphia Eagles were in time of possession and and, and how good their offense was at, at keeping the ball. Jordan Howard with a revenge game and a half. Obviously, you know, we, we picked Jordan Howard up from the, the Chicago Bears for a conditional six-round pick or some shit like that mm. um, for 1982 and a touch. He had another one called back as well. Sanders, 10 for 42. The Eagles looking rolling. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, man, five and four going into the bye. All things coming up, Philadelphia. I think you, I think you get fairly enough praise. I'm just going to jump into the Bears real quick and think, uh, if this is the rest of your season, uh, what's you've you've basically got no first round picks, no answers now. They are. Are you talking about Trubisky now? Trubisky they are in a real and hole. The organization itself, like, where do you go? You, you like, I was just making this point, just saying about how he's kind of looked the other way now with 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 Nagy in a different light. And you were saying, yeah, that I he gave was, him a lot of credit. I yeah. gave him a lot of leeway. And now and now we're kind of regressing on that. 
that necessarily. So if you are the Bears and that you traded, uh, remember that big, big trade with uh, 49ers to move at one spot to get Trubisky. <laughs> big trade. Yeah, they traded some seconds and thirds or some shit. Yeah, yeah, no, they, and yeah. Then, but then also... They gave up a little bit. But then that counts also to then with the, the Mac trade that you made as well. And you gave, them, you gave the Raiders another first round pick. So you have no first round pick this year. Yeah, they are light on picks. So for sure. Where do you go? Do you, do you pick up a, another quarterback in you know the second or third round? Like I thought they might have been. I know it's hard to trade quarterbacks, and I tell you more than more than anyone that quarterbacks rarely get traded, especially any good ones. But they might have been one to pick up. See, and I know it's not an exciting name, but how about a Marcus Mariota mm. at the trade deadline? You know, give the give they the need to- they need someone just to, to they need to another even body. hold the fort. because yeah. even when Chase Daniels came in, uh, people thinking he's a, he was a quality backup, he proved that he 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 wasn't able to get the job done either. Exactly. Um, no, yeah. Oh, but what but what do you do? Are they are they locked into Trubisky for another year? You reckon, or, or, or would they start? Would they think about moving on? I think that in the way that he's regressed, he has not shown any progress. It's his third year now, third year? No, same class as Mahomes. So, yeah, third year. No no progress, realistically. Well, pro- progress, but then regression. And it's not progress that he – because he's always been a big athletic quarterback, but it's but it's the inaccuracy and it's the inability to sense pressure and it's all of these sort of things that the, the, by this time always, you want to see you want to see some some improvement. You could also boil this down to how many – like even how many games he started in college. He, he only started, what, 67 yeah, but, games? Uh, Chicago Bears team went 12 and 4 last year. And, and look, and most of that was weighted on the defense, you know. It was kind of it was kind of the New England Patriots of this but year. But they, they were splashy last year. Got to yeah. remember Tariq Cohen in fantasy last year was a top 10 back. Again, again, again and Trubisky had some good moments, but for this year they're not running the ball nearly as much with Trubisky as a runner. I mean, that's that's a big thing that I, I think was gave their offense at least a spark last year. It gave them something different. If, if I'm the Bears, you and can't have games with ten completions, or you can't. You just can't win games with with ten completions. I don't I'm, care how many how many times you've had the ball. You, you can't win games with ten completions. That's just any final thoughts on the Bears? No, nah, no, no, no thoughts on the Bears. Incredibly disappointing. I. The defense isn't what it was. The defense isn't even that bad. I mean, today they got pushed around a little bit. Um, off Philadelphia's offensive line finally looks like it's starting to... It's good to see Philly back on track. It is. It really is, man. This was a big one going into the bye. We're five and four. We can settle now. Speaking of set tools, see at tool, mm-hmm. need to... No, that's terrible. We're going back. Speaking <laughs> of settle... I need to settle down after the finish we had in CenturyLink Field today between the Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Bucks. I didn't need to settle down. I needed to keep. Forty to thirty-four was the final going into overtime. Um, it was just up and down offense. Godwin and Evans again for the Bucks. Same old, same old. Russell Wilson doing his thing, looking Ty- like the MVP. Ty- the MVP. Can't argue with that. Tyler Lockett having himself a day. Yeah. Oh wait, just just for the numbers, man. These are some, these are some crazy numbers. Mike Evans had twelve for one eighty in a touch. He was ridiculous. He was ridiculous. Chris Godwin was making acrobatic plays. He had seven for sixty-one. Tyler Lockett with the game of his life, 13 for 152 and two. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me, Tyler Lockett? Amazing. I uh, mean, this just strengthens the argument. I DK mean, look, had six for 123 in a touch. Looks great. Oof. That boy's a stud. Jeez. But again, it was against Tampa's defense. That's, I don't think that's saying too much. But Jameis Winston was okay today again. Uh, as you were clamoring for, of all the people, why can't we actually get a turnover off Jameis Winston? He gave you one. He gave you a fumble in the end. He did. He um, did. Good old consistent Jameis. No, he Famous was okay. Jameis. He was okay today, but Russell Wilson again again was awesome. Yeah, Throwing dimes and 20, just making it look easy. 29 for 43, 378 and five touchdowns. Um, he was good. 
Uh, Chris Carson. <laughs> you're going to go to the Booker T. Around <laughs> the five, five time. time. Five time. No, yeah. Chris Carson. Right. God, he runs hard, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Yeah, he runs he hard. He looks like a bullet, like yeah, an actual freight train coming little, out. Yeah, he's a little compact just bullet. He just shoots out. He's, six not, the, he's not the uh, CJ Anderson bowling ball. Not no, 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 no. He's a little. No, yeah, CJ Anderson. Yeah, the bowling ball. Fucking giant Eminem just rolling around there. He does. I swear to God, he looks like a giant Eminem. Fuck him. You're funny. Fuck no, him. No, he is, bro. He is, he is. But no, that was awesome. That was an entertaining game. That was almost hard to keep up with. It was just scoring up and down, up yeah, and man. down the field. Uh, look, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just psyched about this game. I'm psyched about, you know. Anyway, so Seattle looked amazing, man. Like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man, it's getting late. Oh, yeah, it is. Anyways, so, but surprisingly, the, probably the biggest upset of this week was probably... Oh, yeah. Rivers. 100%. I forgot it still goes. Yeah, dude, uh, against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, an unofficial home game for the Packers because we knew it was at what's their fucking high school stadium called? <laughs> Isn't it called Smoothie Land or some <laughs> shit? I don't know. Um, uh, I thought it was called no, like High Energy Stadium. No, high, high Energy Health and Fitness, or is uh, that Miami's? No, I don't know. Oh, no. guys, we're rambling here. Yeah, Talk, Evan. I'm gonna go- I'm gonna Google this. Anyways, so yeah, like I don't think anyone would have came out and predicted this to ever to ever happen. But anyways, yeah. So I just uh, I just thought it was a crazy crazy fucking statistic and finish. Did Dignity Health Sports Stadium. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> they have no dignity. Well, no, no, actually, this week they do. No, they do. They regamed it. Uh, keeping Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers high-powered offense to only 11 points, 26 themselves winning. Look, I'm not going to pretend that we sat here and watched this game. That would be false analysis. We didn't actually watch no. this game. But my face, because we, we watched... We watched a couple of games. A lot of games that we were talking about. Mm. Yeah, probably about, probably a good two thirds, nearly three quarters of the games on, but we did miss a couple and this was one that slipped through the we fingers. Just, we just didn't think the Chargers would get it done against, so, uh, against the pack of yeah. all teams. And actually, this is one of the games that we picked in our Magic 8-Ball picks, which we, which we will get to now after I just want to make one more final point. Oh, that, oh, just, it warmed my heart to hear that evil Makes sound. Makes your dick hard. <laughs> Maybe you, but. You know, uh, no one thought that, no one gave the Chargers any hope. Even the Magic 8-Ball. Yeah, man. We asked him and he was like, mate, you've asked me this seven times. The Chargers have absolutely no chance. Yeah, exactly. And, and oh, that was but the that's thing. why we play the games. We play the games because and, and there was the, a few results like that that actually no one would have predicted. In fact, no one did predict because I got every single one of my game picks wrong this week. And, and like, that, let's just it get, just goes to the point that we know nothing. Exactly. That's my favorite thing to say. We fucking know nothing. We do this thing. We do this sort of thing a lot. We love we talking do. sports. We love analyzing football. We just watched hours of football. We love talking S takes one T, son. guess what? We are fucking no smarter for it. <laughs> we are worse <laughs> off and our predictions are going to get worse. Also, I, I just want to leave you on this final note about week nine. Yes. The Jets. That's Ew. my last takeaway. Ew. I just <laughs> want to say, Chris, I just want to say Chris, now, leave it as the Ill. Dolphins are not the front runners for Tua. Guess who is? The Bengals. It's the Bengals. How, how do you, how do you, how, let me ask you this. Just so a, exciting for that game. They play in week 16. Just, just the yeah, Dolphins the, Bengals The too. tank ball of tank balls. But how do you feel being a member of the Bengals who were Bengals. in a team? Bengals. 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 <laughs> who were in a team not trying to tank. And now is worse than a team who is trying actively to lose. trying to tank. I know you're saying you're actively trying to lose, but these are grown ass men they that are trying to win the game. Like twenty five percent of their players before the preseason, and those Come players on. are trying. They are out on the field. So what? Do you honestly think the players are not running rounds and not trying to catch the ball? No, no. This is no, what no. I'm trying to Look, tell people. The, the, yeah. They are professional athletes. They have a job to do. Yes, the organization may be tanking, but grown ass men with dignity and getting paid millions and hundreds of thousands of dollars to go out there and 
are not intentionally trying to lose. No. They will fuck around and win a game or two. And against absolute garbage opponents like these New York uh, Jets are, that, that can happen. They are fucking disgusting. I know, but how They much, should be ashamed of themselves. But now how much criticism falls on the Bengals just for being this horrendous? Yes, they're bad. Yes. They're bad. But the Bengals are going to fuck around and win two, three games as well. It's time to get rid of Andy Dalton. That's it. They've benched him. Yes. And now it is time. But Andy Dalton wasn't the problem. On. See, uh, okay, the, okay. I know, I know. They've got a lot of people. Spontaneous question. I know it's not on the run. Sure. But give me, give me, I'll just give you one. What do you think happens to Dalton next year? And do you think he's a viable option as a starting quarterback for someone else? No, backup. So you think Andy Dalton is only a backup? Yes, 100% yeah. only a backup. I think that we've seen enough of him to know what, what he, he is. is. Yes. And you don't think that's a quality starter in the league? Uh, not anymore, no. I think that, look, I think that Dalton depends on what's around him. Yeah, so and, if you surround him. depending on where he goes. But what I'm seeing is that a lot of teams that would need a quality backup, like the Broncos, right, don't really have, they have pieces, but they don't have a lot of talent. So do I think that Andy Dalton will get thrust into a, uh, to a place where he would be a backup or a starter that comes in? I mean, look, right. maybe the is, Titans, is, but I think the Titans nah, are going to draft nah, someone. Yeah, the Titans are going to draft someone. Teams that are going to draft someone, that's what's going to happen. But right. how's this for an example? then right now would you take Andy Dalton or Joe Flacco to start your team okay yeah I'd take Andy Dalton yeah and Joe Flacco was signed this year to be a starting quarterback and that's uh, all right fine man fine you 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 once again have led me to the (laughs) promised land of Cameron Bright look and again I'm not it's a great place to be and trust me I live in it all the time (laughs) but no honestly I just don't think I I get what you're saying although uninspiring we've just seen a lot of Andy Dalton and we've seen a lot of we've maybe not a lot but we've seen have we have seen some good Andy Dalton right now in one season would the Chicago Bears be better for having Mitch uh, for having Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky. Well, you know what you, you don't, you know yes. what you're getting in Andy Dalton. Yeah, and you know what you're getting in Mitch Trubisky, a bad quarterback. You could arguably say the same thing. Where has this? Where has the Bengals been under Andy Dalton? Playoff that one losses. Season? Playoff losses. One season. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you can set on again. Down. They've got a rookie head coach who'd never been, you know, who'd never played, who never called ah. plays, and who had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay. That's why he all got I'm the saying, job. All I'm saying is they're in the they're in the front runner for the first round pick. Right? Look, and if first, Finley comes out in the next couple of weeks and wins two or three games, then yes, I will go. Okay, a fifth round player coming in with a weak, not NFL caliber arm coming in and doing a better job than Dalton. They have statistically right now they are on pace to have not one of but the single worst rushing attack in NFL history. Mm. That, let that sink in. That's how bad the, you are measuring their runs in inches, not yards. Mm. Joe Max is, Joe Mixon has been deplorable, and they they pass the ball seventy percent of the time. Yeah, I, I think the the. Like, and again, I'm not saying he should be signed to start next year, okay. but I'm saying if you're, ugh, see, okay, now you now you, you got me on the spot. If you if you're planning on dry, sign, signing a quarterback, let's just say you're the Dolphins. Honest to God, let's just say you're the Dolphins. Yeah, and you you know you get pick. You trade up for Tua. You, you flick off Fitzpatrick, yeah, and you're wanting a rookie. You, you sign Dalton, and then you sign the rookie. And then you have the rookie there. See, and, But this is also where you're a proponent of the quarterback should sit once they're being drafted. Mm. If you're being drafted in the top five, should you sit or should you just be thrown into the deep end? Because now it is expected that rookies play out the gate. Rookies don't sit the way they used to. So we, we, we've kind of seen this within Dwayne Haskins and that he didn't he's start. He's just not ready. Well, he, he didn't start for the, for the first couple of games and now he's kind of being thrust into the thing yes. because they have no other viable yes, options. No, yeah, because they're injured. Yes. yeah. So, so he wouldn't be starting if no, he was it, able to. Exactly. And so, you might wreck this kid forever now by throwing him in there. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same thing with Josh Rosen But it's also well. that a bad pick now. No, see, but that's the thing. Like we could say Do we have same. to let these quarterbacks develop? So yes. many questions. Yes. Like, that's what I'm saying. I think to some we do and for, I think for others, there are some quarterbacks that have come into the league that that have been touted as NFL ready. 
Here's a question for you. Here's a question. If they get rid of Dalton, right? They'll draft someone. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to draft someone. But do you reckon that the Bengals might pick up Marcus Mariota as a placeholder just not to come a, in? Not a placeholder. I reckon Mariota is also almost in the same boat as as Dalton. As Dalton, where you bring them in with a with a chance to start, mm. but not a, not as a starter. Right, you bring them in enough. with someone else. You don't bring them in as oh, this is our savior. Mm. I reckon Dalton more so than than um. Flacco. Flacco's done. Yeah, oh, Mariota. Mariota, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flacco's done. See, I like Mariota going to like the Chargers or something like that. Because mm, like, Philip Rivers has looked pretty old this year. Bring him in and just back him up. You need a, Everyone needs a decent backup. You're telling me how much more comfortable would you be right now, if you, again, if you're the Bears? Trubisky goes out or gets benched. Trubisky would get benched if he had a Dalton or a Mariota behind him right now. Mm, yeah, but, I agree. But the fact that they don't means that they can't do that. And then their season is kind of unselfish. You can save a season. You're not going to win a Super Bowl, but you can save a season with Andy Dalton. All right. That's I what agree. I'm saying. I'm keen, I'm keen to see where he goes next year because I think he's had a bad rap. And I, and I, I reckon... I reckon I'd, he, rather I reckon have, he, I'd rather have Andy Dalton or Marcus Mariota than Geno Smith. <laughs> so would every single team in the league. Anyways, yeah, well, I'm coming from Seattle, who we actually have him. Yeah. Um, anyways, so let's move right, on. We, no, look, I know we said we were going to get into mid-season predictions and all of that, but look, we're running a bit long, but this is what we have to talk about. The Magic 8-Ball pick segment. Now... So we all chose our games, just like I think the same. I'm going to buy you a V. I, I know, I'm, it's a bit late. Just like the same routine, we all picked a game and we asked the old Magic Eight Ball what game he was feeling. No doubt, we, we, we no surprises here. We gave him the first game, and he, and he obviously chose New England and Baltimore. So, so sorry, just just for the listeners who might be tuning in for the first time, the Magic Eight Ball usually wins against us, and I wanted just to see Cam, what was the Magic Eight Ball's record coming into this? So coming into this week, now obviously we go by winning percentage because Ben wasn't here every week, even though this week. We were lucky enough to actually get his picks before we started. Mm-hmm. Ben was on the bottom with a winning percentage of 0.286. 28. We'll do them in the layman's terms. So 28%, mm-hmm. 2 and 5, Ben. In third place, and it pains me to say it, but Cam, 4 and 9 with a winning percentage of 30. Evan is second with a winning percentage <laughs> Give me that money, uh, son. Give me that money. Mate, you're second. You're not first. Hey, hey, Of hey. 38%. And a magic eight ball, something that is a complete 50-50 chance, is beating us six and seven with a winning percentage of 46%. Can Now that I'm reading these numbers out loud, yes. that is embarrassing. It is. It is very that, embarrassing. That is garbage. I actually now, I was talking to people at work about this, and they were like, oh, yeah, what's your podcast? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's about this. And they're like, oh, okay, do you guys pick the right teams? Often I said, no, we actually lose to a piece of plastic that was made in China. We actually do. Some <laughs> Chinese four-year-old who's put together a, a game of chance, and we are losing this game of chance. It's literally uh, an eight-sided dice and some ink. Mate, literally, what are we uh, What are we doing here? And, and I, <laughs> what a sour note to end on, but like, I'm going to add to the pain. So we picked the four games we picked this week were New England at Baltimore, Oakland hosting Detroit, Green Bay at the Chargers, and Minneapolis at Kansas City. So the Magic Eight Ball, give it to me straight, Cam. Well, now look, oh, so I'll be doing it on the fly. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Is it worse than it was? <laughs> Out of the Ravens Patriots, you had the Ravens. Woohoo! Um, and then you had the Lions, yeah, the Packers, and the Vikings. Oh. You went one and three, but you are now sitting at six and eleven. God damn! Now we'll, we'll, we'll quickly chuck Ben's out there. Ben went the Patriots, Raiders, Packers, <laughs> Vikings. 
Ben, all, ben also went. Ben also went one and three. Now I'm going to throw out the eight balls. I'm going to let you know how the eight ball did. Wait, Again. don't be the selfish motherfucker. No, I will. I'm going to. There's a reason why. The eight ball went the Patriots. <laughs> I kind of like these. The Raiders. The Packers. The Chiefs. It was the one. It was the, the eight ball was the only one to lone wolf. So the eight ball went two and two. A respectable five hundred. Now. Ramron. The host himself. The host <clears throat> who loves some toast, who's afraid of ghosts with the most. Did he choke? Or will he boast? Could do. Bars, son. I don't, th- I don't think he will. <laughs> you ready? Knowing, no, your, you knowing ready? you. All right, here we go. <laughs> well, I couldn't do like worse than last week where I went O and three. Oh, and oh. No, I went no, I went one and, oh, did I go one and three last week? Two, bit of, a bit of housekeeping for two weeks ago. I told you I had a bad feeling about the Eagles against the Cowboys. Yeah, didn't did. I? Yeah, that was so true too. We were garbage that week. Luckily, we've been good the last two weeks to cover. Anyway, anyway, let's let's just put off the inevitable. So Drum what roll, please. is your picks? I had the Patriots. I had the Lions. I had the Packers. <laughs> and and you I had the Vikings. <laughs> I. You are a a train wreck. You know nothing this, and you are the most of who knows nothing. This is embarrassing. I apologize. I am four. Do you know in pool when you when you when you don't sink a ball and you have to like strip naked and run around the table? Yeah, you when you get seven bowled, yeah. I feel like I feel like you're gonna have to do that around the block if we if we keep going on this this trend. I am four and thirteen <laughs> picking games. That's uh, some that's some Halloween <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's I mean it's for someone who likes to pretend he thinks he knows what the fuck he's talking about, that is embarrassing. I, I'm i literally flummoxed. Very hard is it for me to be speechless. Considering that you're going up against the guy who literally throws, not, not literally, figuratively, throws shit at a wall and hopes anything would stick. I, I, I like to think I'm the one with the best analysis. Not even the best analysis, I should say. That's, that's horseshit. You're it's the host with the most. most I'm, you- the, I, I'm just in a, I'm in a slump. This is affecting me. I'm in my own head, and my ability. You are seeing ghosts. My ability. Yes, Darnold. I am the Sam Donald of picking football games, <laughs> and right now, that makes me want to cry. Indeed, that indeed. makes me want to curl up into a ball and cry. Well, Cam, another successful episode. Not really. Did you hear how it just bloody ended? Oh man, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> like, it's you- great to hear you lose sometimes, Cam. Oh man, I, <laughs> that's the thing. For a winner, I lose a lot. No, I'm kidding. Uh, um, fucking oh man, but no, yeah, that is garbage. Yeah. And All on right. that sour note, <laughs> let's get man, out of here. Let's get out of here, man. It's late. Uh, Evan, thanks for coming, Ram Man at Casa de Cam. Always awesome to catch up with you. Yeah, man. Um, no shit. For Evan, my producer, the Wolfman Howe. For Cameron Gator Gates, uh, we'll catch you later, mate.